Hey everyone, this podcast is part of Story Mode, the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. You can support us and gain access to other great exclusive podcasts at patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash g-a-m-e-f-u-l-l-y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Hi everybody. Hello everyone. My name is David Bell. My name is Tom Ryman. And we just watched The Animatrix. Yeah, because it's 2003. Yeah. Woo. 2003. Woo. War on Terror. (laughs) Ah, yeah. Remember that? Remember the War on Terror? From the creators of the Matrix trilogy. What is the Animatrix? We know the truth now. Experience the extraordinary fusion of CG animation and Japanese anime in a groundbreaking collection of nine animated stories from seven visionary directors that takes the world of the Matrix to its unimaginable limits. I do. I do. I find it difficult to forget it. Okay. It's Thursday. Mm -hmm. It's Thursday, which means that this was given to us by one of our patrons and so a big shout out to david knife boot henson knife boot knife boot for uh giving us a choice actually between akira or the animatrix mm-hmm. i pushed for the animatrix tom you sure did uh because i had seen this before i had in fact seen it several times i have you hadn't never seen the animatrix because dave i gotta tell you i am not a matrix fan yeah, that's fair. <laughs> so I d- did not watch the Animatrix. Let me tell you something. Um, this is a, it's a good place to start. Is our Matrix fandom? Mm-hmm. I would call myself not a Matrix fan in the sense that I haven't watched the movies in a very long time. I don't really like know like much about the lore. Uh, that said, that same. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't, or rather, I'm not like a nerd for the lore. You know what I mean? Um, that said, I've watched all three Matrix films, uh, the entirety of the the behind the scenes of all the DVDs and Blu-rays. I have played both video games, watched all the cutscenes, and watched the Animatrix. I have consumed all that mm-hmm. the Matrix has to offer. I'm not gonna lie to you, Dave. It kind of sounds like you're a fan of the Matrix. Well. I guess here's the question is what makes you a fan of something? Because part of the reason I consumed so much is I had a friend who was a fan of the Matrix. Ah. Um, And so I just happened to also like I, 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 this friend bought the video game and made me play it because they didn't want to play the video game, but they wanted to know the lore. Uh, and so on and so forth. I mean, forth. sure, especially back when this game came out. Like, you, if you had told... It was a like, great game. Right, yeah, and also, it's like 2002, 2003, so if you'd come up to my 19-year-old ass and said, I'm gonna buy a video game, uh-huh, and I want you to play it, yeah. deal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I want you to pop this in my GameCube. I, I get one video game it. a year, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. So, if you want to give me one, I will play it for you. I don't care. 
And I'm sure they're both dated, but Enter the Matrix and Path of Neo were very good games. I remember uh, when they I, came out. I saw a bit of Enter the Matrix because a friend of mine had it, and I was over at his house a couple of times with a bunch of people while he was playing through it because you know everybody wanted to see the story stuff, and it was cool to play a right. game that had uh, Jada Pinkett Smith in it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I saw. I saw the first movie. I've seen the first Matrix maybe three times. Um, sure. And I've seen the sequels twice each. Okay. And that is it. Okay. Here's what I'll also say about me and the Matrix. Because, again, I, I recognize that the last two were definitely not good movies. No, they're very bad, in fact. In, yes. in my opinion. I think... Real quick, uh, just so nobody, like, when I say that I'm not a Matrix fan, it doesn't mean that I'm like, oh, fuck the Matrix. I think the Matrix is a very good movie. I think the sequels suck, and I think the lore is gibberish. I think there's <laughs> and it some just, really... It just doesn't interest me personally. Like, I don't think yeah. it's, I don't think, like, the idea of it is stupid. Um, well, it just, uh, it, it just never clicked with me. I, I, I find is... it boring. I find the, yeah. ma- the lore boring. Here's, I guess here's what I'm circling is that I like a lot of the ideas in the sequels including spoilers that it ends in a truce i thought that was a really cool idea i wish i had seen the animatrix before i saw the matrix revolu- it makes a little revolutions more because that ending comes a little less out of nowhere if you've yeah. seen the the animatrix well, it was very much and it's the same with the games some of the games ex- explain some of the things that happen within those two films. Mm -hmm. So it was very much a franchise that was doing something that movies shouldn't do, which is being like, we have all this extra reading on the side. Mm -hmm. But I Um, I recognize the opportunity of it, though, because they were were doing something that movies shouldn't do, but they were also doing something that movies hadn't really had the opportunity to do before. And it it seemed like such a smart direction for the Matrix to go in. Yeah, they're creating a cinematic universe. A multi a, a, a multimedia universe. Yeah. Which was totally fitting for the Matrix and it's fitting for the Wachowskis because that's this yeah. is, this is their jam. Yeah, exactly. So um and so I like a lot of the ideas of the last two and a lot of the scenes I like. Um, but a lot of it it's it's kind of gibberish. Um, you know, there it's the Wachowskis have that thing where they like they take a lot of big swings. Uh, they make their cloud atlases. They make their, you know, Jupiter ascendings, right? And the, their sense eights. <laughs> and I like a lot of pieces of what they have. Yeah, but a lot no, of it sure. can also be very ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's when you're as artistically bold as the Wachowskis, and I am not being ironic when I say that. I think yeah. they are very bold filmmakers. <laughs> yeah, I I really like the Wachowskis as filmmakers. I don't really like all their all all their ideas yeah i I was gonna let me finish that thought yeah Uh, it was um when you are filmmakers as bold as they are you run the risk of making something where the line between boldness and self-indulgence gets really blurry oh yeah and that uh, the matrix sequels really suffer from that especially especially that second one good god now i have said before (laughs) tom that i think that the Animatrix is better than both the sequels in terms of extending the mythology. You're not the only person I've heard say that. Okay. Um, I also, one final thing before we get into the Animatrix, Mm -hmm. I think the biggest charm to me of the Matrix, the thing that makes me want to like it more, is that it has there really been a 
a franchise that blew up that came from nothing since Star Wars? Like, there's the obviously Lord of the Rings movies, Pirates of the Caribbean, they're all adapted from things. The Matrix, I mean, obviously it borrows a lot from anime um, and, yeah, and yeah. from prior sci-fi, yeah. obviously, but so did Star Wars. So, you know? Yeah, so did everything. Um, yeah, but is that, it feels like the last uh, it's, it, movie series that came from nothing. A movie, a movie series created a mythology. Yeah, a movie series. Yeah, I'll give it that. I would, I would say Harry Potter, but Harry Potter yeah. the books specifically, because that that was right around the same time as the first Matrix was when Harry Potter right. came out. And yeah, that. But I think you're right. Like the Matrix does deserve a lot of credit for in that sense. The- yeah, just being like a a massive phenomena, completely out of nowhere, and like that yeah. first movie. I don't think that first movie. I mean, you watched a lot of it, uh, so correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think that first movie was. Oh man, how expensive was that first movie? Um, it was. I don't. I don't think it was that expensive. Like I, um, I, I didn't want to be apocryphal, but like I had. Uh, fuck, I guess I should probably look this up as if... I'm it, looking it up yeah. right now. I feel like it, it was like... It was a $60 million. It was Jurassic Park. But mind okay. you, in, 1999. in 1999. Yeah. Which is still not that far from Jurassic it's, Park. It's not cheap. It's not cheap. No, but it, like, it, had a, it was a studio film. It wasn't an yeah. indie film. No, but it's a mid-budget film based on a you know an original idea. Yeah. Uh, it deserves a lot of credit for that because goddamn... Yeah, that was a phenomenon. In, and remembering in the, the early just the, yeah, just the trailers and being like, "What the fuck even is this?" And of course, the 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 bullet time, which was done fairly practical in the first movie, and of course, kind of botched later in the later movies. Um, and so it's like at the time, in terms of CGI, in terms of plot, like we really hadn't seen anything like it, and Mm-mm. it brought like a sci-fi fantasy mythology into like modern sensibilities where it was like a hacker thing where mm-hmm. it was like this mythology that had to do with computers um yeah but and then... superpowers that were done in this very original way where it was like no it's not radioactive spider it's not it's not spiritual it's not space monks they're hacking the world and it was like what a cool new way to do superheroes basically. right yeah like inception and like doctor yeah. strange both owe a lot to the matrix just that idea mm-hmm. of well the the superpower here is is playing with reality so let's play with reality right and the animatrix basically is an extension of that first movie in that it's telling smaller stories within the matrix and kind of yeah and consequently not a lot of them make sense yeah and so that i guess that's what i was getting at is how did you like the animatrix i thought this was excruciatingly boring really Mm -hmm. okay well first of all you weren't high right no okay (laughs) you said they don't make sense they make sense it's just uh, i mean in terms of they don't like there's two or three of them in particular where I'm like I truly do not understand how this connects to the world we see in those movies. Right. So and I, and I get that and I I I get this is a piece of art. Like the whole idea of the Animatrix was to give a bunch of different anime filmmakers and animators or anime style animators because I think the uh, Eon Flux guy does one. Yep. Uh um, Peter Chung does the second to last one and 
Uh, they also got the guy who did, um, what is it, Vampire Hunter D. Ninja Scroll. Yeah. <laughs> Ninja Scroll. It's, it's very, yeah. very obvious when it's the Ninja Scroll That one. one's, what, Program? The That's one with program, the, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, they also do, like, the Final Fantasy Spirits Within, yeah. the Final Fright of the Osiris, which is probably the one people have seen. That's more the one likely. that was attached to Dreamcatcher, yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of the worst one. It also is explains well, the, a very brief plot point in the series. Yeah, it, it it's a it's a plot point that like feeds directly into the sequel. So I get why they tagged that one on, but it is right. It's the it's the least interesting because it's the least experimental. And I know I just yeah. dinged the Animatrix for that because the whole point of it is it's a piece of art. They want to do a bunch of different styles and interpretations of this universe. But because they treat so many parts of it as canon, it like I'm sitting there watching the whole thing, like, okay, all of this is supposed to fit into the movie universe. And like that right. private eye story, I'm like, what fucking world is this? Where, That's the... where this this connects to them? How does this connect to the movie I saw? Weirdly enough, that's probably the coolest looking one. And it's my, I think it might be my least favorite one. It's the coolest um, looking one. It's the one that makes the least sense. Yeah, it's, well, it's, I think what it is is that every artist brings their own style. So, so for example, the Eon Flux guy uh, does a story about um, humans basically, um, uh, 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 like, radicalizing the robots to be on their side. Mm -hmm. And so they kidnap the robot um, and they do, they basically plug the robot into their own matrix and make it go through its own, uh, uh, like, matrix. It, it would be like a deprogramming. Yeah. You know, uh, base, and they, they say they want to use the machine's own free will. So they're not reprogramming, reprogramming the machine. Mm -hmm. Um, and my point was, it's very much in the style of Ian Flux to the point that the machines look slightly different than they would in the movie. Um, you know, they have those weird little insect legs and like, it's just way more Eon Flux, mm -hmm. um, which does lend itself to the Matrix. But the detective story one has like this steampunk that's technology. What that, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. And I, I always like, thought he's... of that as like, that's the artist's style, but it doesn't make sense in the Matrix universe. Right. And I wouldn't, nor like normally I would watch something like this. And in the back of my mind being, in the back of my mind, I would be thinking, okay, not all of this is supposed to be literal because this is a piece of art and it's a, a different right. artist's interpretation of the Matrix universe. So not all of this is literal. So but I, I think could that have, is. What? Oh, go on. Go on. Sorry. I was going to say, so I think I could have watched the Private Eye one uh, with that line of thinking and been like, okay, well, there's some, even though it's supposed to be like, contemporary to the first matrix because it the private eye is is chasing trinity right. so this is presumably the 90s yeah. um he's like typing on this gigantic steampunk bat computer and shit and like using a rotary phone like right. there's a couple of things in there where it's they're clear stylistic choices because the uh, uh director animator was going for uh, a hard-boiled detective story uh but because the matrix did that thing where it was like it's a multimedia universe and every single thing is canon and it feeds into the story like i couldn't get that out of my mind so rather than just like enjoying it as like oh here's 
this artist's uh, weird interpretation of the Matrix, I was like, this is all supposed to literally connect to the movie right. I saw. And like my brain couldn't reconcile it. I'm like, why does this look like this? This is stupid. <laughs> but it's not. It's not supposed to literally look like that. It's it's almost like um, we're watching these stories get told, these stories that happened in this universe get told through these different animators mm -hmm. so like that's all you need to know is like yeah it it was the story of a i don't know that is the weirdest one because again it's really film noir and i get why they wanted to do it mm -hmm. um but it's also the story is really shitty yeah because it's just a private eye looking for trinity and then he finds her on a, a train well it's, and then the well agents almost take over his body and she shoots him, and then she leaves, and that's pretty much the story. Well, and what's funnier is he get there's we're introduced to this person. He's not like a hacker. He's not like a free thinker. He's just like your classic uh, private eye character. He gets the job to track down Trinity, and he gets paid eight hundred thousand dollars for it. Right. All he does is log into a chat room and say, hey, I want to meet Trinity. And they're like, cool, right. meet her here. And it's fucking Trinity there. Yeah. It's like, how have you guys not been killed by the agents yet if this is how you do business? I think, <laughs> yeah, I think the implication is that she was also looking for him. Um, yes, but... <laughs> but it, no, I'm not... That, uh, it's, it's a bad, it's a bad short. Um, it's all style and very little substance on that one. I think that's most of The Matrix. I don't well yes. Yeah, yeah, I'd say yes and no. I think the um the second renaissance part 1 and 2 in this are really good. Um <sighs> I would say Kid Story is really good. Kid Story is okay. Programs uh, a pretty straightforward story, so I like well, that. Well, so many of them I think another one of my problems with it is so many of these stories are just slightly different versions of the stories we already saw in the matrix. Sure. You know what I mean? Like the, uh, well, program is just a slightly different version of Cypher's betrayal. Uh, a boy's story is a slightly different version of Neo being brought into the matrix. Well, you know what the kid's story is about, right? The kid's story rather, you know, mm. it's the worst. You remember that fucking kid in the, the matrix sequels? No. He's like the young spunky kid who's like all up on Neo no. in the sequels. No. Oh, he's a character in it. This is the story of that character, which sure. is very funny. Um, I mean, I would, sorry, I, I wasn't I would, actually I would thinking of Kid Story. The one I was thinking of that I like is Beyond, the one with the cat. Oh, I really like. oh I did. Okay. I, I think Beyond was probably the one that I enjoyed the most just because... It wasn't an idea that we had already seen in the no, Matrix. No, it was a really cool idea. It was just like, here's a haunted house. Yeah. But like, was, this is what a haunted house is in the Matrix. It's just the, the program freaking out. Yeah, it's one of the stupider things that gets introduced more in the video games and, well, and, and briefly in, sequel, in the but, movie. <laughs> yeah. Is that, and I really like the idea of it, though, is that supernatural beings in our lore are actually hacks in the Matrix. Werewolves, vampires, ghosts well, are all my actually glitches <laughs> in the Matrix. My favorite part of that explanation is yeah. it's, it does seem cool at first. At first. And then you think about it and you realize that really only makes sense for ghosts. 
Yeah. Because like, like, okay, it would make sense because, oh, it looks like somebody has clipping turned off or, you you know, they can teleport, they can phase right. through shit. You can't quite see him. I get that. Why on earth would a computer glitch or some sort of program hack make you a vampire, werewolf, think, creature from the Black Lagoon? The like, way, the, what the, the way fuck? they explain it, the way they explain <laughs> it is that it's not like a glitch. It's like them making themselves that. Like hacking themselves to be that. That's dumb. And yeah, no, it's, <laughs> that it's doesn't pretty make dumb. any sense. Well, this is one of the things the Wachowskis love to do is explain like cryptids and lore in their. Remember in fucking um, Jupiter Ascending where they're oh, like, I remember and where that's they explain crop, crop circles. circles. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, the, it's the same bullshit. They love doing that. Yeah, they but absolutely like, love doing that. It's the same thing. In one of these goddamn movies, it's, I'm sure it's in one of the sequels, they talk about Jesus and it's like, okay. They talk so, about Jesus a lot. They do. Where <laughs> it's like, so, okay, so Jesus it was a dude born into the Matrix in the Matrix universe. So we've been in the Matrix for thousands of years. Yeah. Um, But like, in terms of human history, we're still only, when the Matrix takes place, we're still only about two or two decades and change into the information age. So... People are just learning how to use computers and to be right. programmers. There is hundreds of years of lore about ghosts and werewolves and shit. So tell me well, what fucking Franciscan monk hold on, hold on, hold on, hacked hold into on. the Matrix. That's not, no, that's not who's hacking. The, the humans are doing the hacking. It's, it's the, the robots? Programs. It's yeah, the robots. It's the robots. The idea that, like, I, I think the second Renaissance kind of introduces, and the sequels introduce, is the realization that the robots are within the programs in the Matrix are all kind of also trapped. Um, not all of them are part of the system. And, like, the Merovingian and a lot of the, like, side programs, um, if you remember the couple with the kid on the... Um, on the, the, on the train the subway. platform, yeah. Yeah, who it, you learn in the video games, they betrayed the Oracle. That's why they are uh, being able to bring their kid into the Matrix. But they all sort of, like, there's a lot of them who, that's why the truce is sort of possible, is that there's a lot of, like, programs that aren't really working to oppress the humans. They're just in the Matrix, too, existing. And a lot of programs slowly get phased out. And instead of being deleted, they just sort of exist within the Matrix. And that's what they're implying as, like, ghosts and werewolves. Um, they just become kind of outcasts within the the programming of the Matrix. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not justifying it. Listen. I just know. I just knew the answer. Sure, sure. Um, so it's, it's a lot of dumb lore. Yeah, uh, it's 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 chock full of lore. Uh, it's chock full of lore, right? as is all well, nerdy things, though. Honestly, it's really only the second Renaissance is is the lore stuff. Like the rest of it yeah. is just uh, again, most of it's retreads of stuff we already saw in the movie with the like second, one or two new ideas. Yeah, the second Renaissance part one and two, which I believe they were split up originally. When I I don't know they the order of these seemed weird. Um, to me in the um did you watch it on hbo i did yeah yeah uh but i guess you'd get them all on dvd and you're supposed to skip around 
uh that basically is like it's almost like just a a t- like a historical telling of what happened um basically what what um morpheus explains and the first movie just drawn out to show that humans were in fact kind of kind of sorta it's a stupider version of what morpheus explains because morpheus says it was us who burned the sky now i took that to mean uh (laughs) that they that they tried to nuke the robots which eventually happens but the first thing they do is put a dome around the globe like Mr. Burns. Well, I think that is actually in the stupid movies, too. They talk about that we snuffed out the sun to... Um, I, thought, I thought all of that was him talking about nukes. No, I, I, I could have sworn in the movies they talk about that as well. I mean, they it's again, like, as I've said, I've seen it a handful of times in the past yeah. two and a half decades. <laughs> so Yeah, it's hard, it's hard for me to keep track of what I saw in the video games or the movies or whatever. But yeah, no, we put a bunch of planes in the sky. Yeah, that's fucking, dumb. <laughs> they just like fart it out, out black clouds to block out the sun. They're like, that'll... It, well, because... <laughs> I've heard a lot of talk. I was disappointed with the second Renaissance because I'd heard a, that's the one that I'd heard most people talk about because it's like, ah. okay, well, you got to watch this one because it's it's the best one. It explains the 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 conflict between robots and humans. And I did. I thought it was interesting that the humans are unequivocally the bad guys in that at first. And then the, the robots get really bad. The robots um, do get really bad, but in their defense. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, we're dicks to them. They, tried, really they tried like two but... or three times. Yeah. We literally have them building a pyramid for the, us at the beginning. And it's, it's like... real stupid. Um, yeah. So <laughs> they, I had this explained to me like, okay, this is the one you got to watch. So I started watching it and it's just, I kind of lost my train of thought, but like every... The, like the 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 realization of every one of the story beats was just so silly like well, it's uh, because it's it's oh no go on i mean just and, and this is this isn't a criticism against specifically the matrix this is across all sci-fi but it is always funny to me when uh, a movie posits a future world where they're like yeah and then the humans created a robot workforce and it's like humanoid robots putting on hard hats and carrying lunch pails to work yes and it's, it's like, very funny it's like folks we already have robots at the workplace and that's this is not what it looks like no it's very it's and then again yeah. i i tried i always try to think of it as the art artist's interpretation as well because it's definitely like the robots it's like fucking i robot the movie mm, kind yeah. of robots where they're walking around and they're really polite and they're like they're a bunch of fucking c-3po's and it's like yeah okay, that is silly yeah and then like when it gets to the robots building there and and again this is across all sci-fi well it makes a little bit more sense in the in in terminator because the terminators are infiltration units specifically but it's like right when the war breaks out between the machines and the humans it's like none of the like the robots designs are all built to be like these tentacled weird scary things and humanoid and terrifying and it's like I guarantee you that if an AI designed its own army, it would be 100% functional. So, like, it's like when you would watch BattleBots and the robot that would always win was, like, the most boring one. It was just, like, a block. Yeah, exactly. That's, like, that, that is exactly what the kind of army a robot would right. build. It it's would the just, Borg ship. 
yeah. the cube Borg ship where yeah. it's like it doesn't have to look like anything. It's yeah, a fucking it look cube. Like, it's yeah, and it's the same that we build that we use robots in in the workforce today. They are designed for a specific thing, I, and they're not built to look like anything other than a robot that right. you know glues mirrors onto this thing or something like that. I think you know? the implication in this universe because they get more and more uh, different from people. And yeah. I think the implication is as they continue on, they get more efficient to, if you remember, they start to resemble insects, like yeah. in the third film and stuff like that. Yeah, like in, uh, insects and squids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think they want us to think that that's the most efficient way for them to look, yeah. to be. I don't think that's true. <laughs> yeah, again, this this isn't a dig against specifically no. the Matrix. All of science no. fiction does this. It's just, I do think it's just it was funny to me when it bit. happens. Yeah. Well, uh, this is why one of my favorite things in, in the second Renaissance is they briefly mention there's a... All right, so what happens is robots are servants. One of them rises up and kills its the, owners. This is it becomes the, a big trial. That That's the part that turned me against the short. Sure. Um, it becomes this big civil rights issue. Mm-hmm. They they get they go to their own country and create their own country. The part I liked was that when they start wrecking us economically. Yeah, I really enjoyed because that's like, oh yeah, that would be one of the things they would do. Uh, and then that's when we wage war against them. What didn't you like about the the beginning of that? The fuck would they put that robot on trial for? Well, they would just shut it off. Yeah, they would just destroy it. It's right. it's and they just say well in the the movie, all it does is the narrator says, uh, but uh, but the 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 machines were created in our image and imbued with the human spirit. It deserves a trial. I'm in like how in the fuck is that imbued with the I'm human guessing, spirit? I'm guessing some beatniks like uh, like it's some hippie ass beatniks, some long hairs. It's just the every, side of the robot. Every stage of it was so absurd, and then it was juxtaposed with this real severe imagery that was supposed to make me feel like all bummed and woe is me about the ultimate fate of humanity and i'm just like this is stupid well it's all stupid yeah it's all stupid but like that just the fact that why would you put the robot it's like putting a lawnmower on trial (laughs) if it ran over a guy tom it's the singularity it doesn't when did it feel we just yada yada over that well, I think the yada yada a lot of it because we we all kind of know the tropes, right? Yeah, that's true. But like, like it's a historical it, account. When, it's not trying to tell us what the characters are feeling or in the moment what's going on. It's yeah. covering like hundreds of years, I think. That's true. But like, uh, artificial intelligence achieving self awareness is a major, major thing, and it's like right. every and y- they, you the that. they sort of assume it throughout yeah, it's just assumed it's already happened yeah and that is wild to me <laughs> right they don't really spend too much time on that or uh, any time on that they don't it's spend just... any time on it at all they just say this bleep blorp's name which will never be forgotten which is funny because i already well, forgot it that's actually an interesting thing about the matrix is the matrix doesn't dwell on that idea Mm-mm. ever no does it no it sort of just assumes that like it never cuz once we get to the Merovingian we we do have a brief moment where Neo is in the subway with that family and he's asking them questions and realizing like the machines believe in karma and so on and so forth and so like that's sort of a moment they explore it but like 
the movies sort of assume that we assume that the machines are sentient and feeling throughout. Oh yeah, for no, the they, most part. Yeah, they hit us with it in the first Matrix. Yeah, like Agent Smith has that whole monologue about how disgusted he is, and that's right. that is uh, that's self awareness. Like that's emotion. Right. Yeah, they're like Bender, where it's like it's just accepted. Like in Futurama, where it's just like, yeah, robots are emotional. Yeah, Bender is in this, by the way. Is he? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's the he's the he's the captain of the ship in Program. The guy, she, uh, the guy she punches in the face after she gets out of the chair. That's oh, uh, that's interesting. Also, uh, fucking Bobby Hill is in like two of these. <laughs> Did you notice uh, that he's definitely no. Bobby Hill? It, Pamela Adlin is definitely one of the kids in the haunted house. Oh, that's great! <laughs> yeah, it's oh, like of one course. of those kids. It just sounds like Bobby Hill. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, second Renaissance one and two. Uh, we briefly talked about Kid Story. Kid Story is just yeah. If if all you Matrix heads out there, it's the story of how the kid gets freed from the Matrix. Um, and it is, it is like it is the most fucked up one because the the difference is that he gets he frees himself from the Matrix without external aid. Uh, by jumping off a building. By killing himself. Yeah, and this was like, when and did then, Vanilla Sky come out? We were and, really and into people ends. jumping off buildings to then free it, themselves. Then it ends with the message, you are not alone. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, okay, I get that normally, but the story you just told is about a, is about a loner kid who killed himself and... That was the way to gain access to the real world, where it's full of people who are his friends and understand yeah. him. That was that. <laughs> so it's like, what the fuck are you doing with the yeah. short? That was the one where I was like, the fuck are you trying to tell me here, short? <laughs> yeah. What do you? I don't even know. What is I don't this even shit? know. <laughs> yeah. No, I. That might be my. Uh, it's hard. That might be my least favorite one. Mm-hmm. Just because it's so fucking weird. Um, but then I think they do a better version of it with World Record. World Record I like a lot because it's a very simple idea, which is well, a I think guy... World Record is the coolest one, yeah. Yeah, it's a guy uh, in the Olympics trying to beat his world record, and he pushes himself so hard that he becomes aware of the Matrix, that he briefly breaks out of the Matrix and is in his little egg sack. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the the whole time there are agents trying to like who kind of know that this is going to happen and they're trying to stop him, and he he fucks his brain and makes it so he can't walk again, and then at the very end he he figures out that he can walk. Yeah, he um, he stands briefly because he, he, he remembers that he's seen the real world. That was right. yeah, that was the coolest one. Yeah, I really like that. I like all the ones that go into mythology like that, which is like. Yeah, like oh, I don't the think, question I don't of think... how do people get out of the Matrix before there were people to get them out of the Matrix, and that's how. It's like you can push yourself to such an extent that you become aware of the Matrix. It's a cool I, idea. Yeah, and I wouldn't even call that going into the mythology, because it just takes like a like a three-word idea. It's it's a very, yeah. very s- brief story uh just about a dude waking up from the matrix and like okay what's another way you could make it from the matrix wake up from the matrix i don't know you push yourself beyond the physical boundaries of of of, uh, of a human body right. sweet let's do it yeah it's it's more about diving into the logistics yeah it's, it's and i love when people dive into the logistics of bullshit like this mm-hmm. or you just you just you take one simple idea and you explore it in an interesting way yeah 
which is what Beyond is. Beyond is one where I'm like, this is all right. I guess this is Beyond is the one that made me think about what we need to do more with sci-fi franchises, um, which is like, like this applies to like Terminator. Mm -hmm. Uh, it applies to a lot of things to the alien franchises, which is that I love the idea of telling small stories, um, from the point of view of people in this world, you know, it's what we wanted star Wars to do. Yeah. And I really like the idea of just a haunted house story where they don't understand that it's just, uh, the matrix glitching. Mm -hmm. And so it, that's all it is. It's a teenage girl who's looking for a cat finds an abandoned house where these other like kids play they call it haunted and like it's just like it's, there's certain rooms where it's like raining inside the room where it's not raining anywhere else there's like there's like a can just floating it was very it was very houseu it made me think it of. was very houseu yeah yeah uh they there's areas where they can like jump off from a high place and they don't hit the ground they like stop at the last second everything's glitchy and the the idea is that the, the agents come because they're like yeah this place is uh yes, we gotta fix to this. go yeah yeah we fucked up um i love that idea and it's i cool love idea. seeing the matrix outside of context by a group of people who don't understand what they're seeing right because we got the opposite of the, and the and the opposite of that was uh, legitimately the more difficult thing to pull off and the more impressive thing just we we talked about at the beginning but those trailers like what is the matrix they did oh, yeah. so good at keeping a lid on that because when i finally saw this movie the hype was maximum and i still had no fucking clue what the matrix was right so it was legit a reveal when it happened yeah the um, reveal is it's just the movie the 13th floor yeah yeah <laughs> it came out earlier that year yeah <laughs> Um, or actually like right around the same time anyway about the same um, time the the but the seeing it from a the perspective of characters who don't know what it is but we already understand what it is uh was cool yeah uh, a, a lot of things outside of context are really fucking cool like that sci-fi yeah. shit mm -hmm. and it's just uh it was a really it's it's simple enough and it's a really fun one yeah, I think this is my favorite one. Uh, this, it yeah, also just looked really cool. Yeah, I, I mean this this the style was fine. Um, yeah, this the the stylistic ones that jump out to me are the Ninja Scroll guy and uh, uh, World Record, and then obviously right. the uh, the Eon Flux guy. Yeah, the Eon Flux one is God can't not like he literally has when they pump into the Matrix they like moan. And it's like, can you not for a second be Eon Flux? Nope. Can you, like, it, yeah, he's not when he's doing Rugrats, at least. He's not <laughs> overtly sexual. <laughs> Peter Chung did Eon Flux, Rugrats, and and this, this, this Animatrix. goddamn thing. That and it's was... way CGI, too, which is weird for him. Yeah, that was the one uh, that I found the hardest to pay attention to. Well, it's, most of it is just... Look at this cool shit right. that and we're it's, doing. It's, I think it's the longest one, too. It might be. Like, it goes... It's like 20 minutes long. It goes yeah. on. This... All right. Eon Flux is kind of what I... Is kind of the experience of that, that one Beyond in a TV show. Because Eon Flux will often have, like, really surreal-looking technology that they won't stop to explain while you're watching. 
and it makes it feel like you're going insane. <laughs> um, and that's what I I fucking love about it. That's pretty. Um, co- that's pretty common. Uh, particularly for a lot of anime or Eastern animation. Oh yeah, I can where they're see just that. like, here's this fucking thing, right? Um, and like, honestly, that's weird shit. That's kind of that's kind of it's 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 less prominent in in Western sci-fi because we a lot of Western sci-fi tends to like to sit down and and really explain how each piece of machinery yes. works because that's like for some reason that's kind of where our heads are at. Um, right. But like, it's not unheard of, you know, mm-hmm. to be so where it's just like Jim Cameron never told us how the hunter killers work. We don't right. need to know. We can look at it and be like, yeah, I can see what that does. But I'll say this: this one <clears throat> is, um, um, it's a really it's one of the other ones that sort of explores logistics. Something that I don't re- really think we've seen, which is like, how are we fighting back? Um, against the machines, here's a creative way that we're using the Matrix to our advantage. Yeah, because that's we always true. see it, us using it as training programs and shit like that. This is them using it to like bring a machine into their own Matrix where the machine is powerless, and they're basically breaking the machine psychologically. Um, and Peter Jung's really good at that dream shit, mm-hmm. at like having it stick its head in a hole and suddenly it's on a stage. And then its face peels into a little ball, and then it's trying to catch the ball and get it, and they're playing with it. Like, that shit, oh, he loves that bullshit. (laughs) He truly does. Yeah. And it's perfect for this, for the idea of deprogramming a machine through this, like, weird human surreal experience that you really just have to be just, you know, really high for (laughs) just incredibly high yeah too high too high oh man i'm looking at peter chung's credits he's got some cool ones oh yeah uh he worked on the opening titles of teenage mutant ninja turtles really yeah the animated series that checks out yeah looking at those titles it's very because i think this the the really easy way to tell it's peter chung is like the camera work there's always this weird, like, wide-angle look mm-hmm. to a lot of his shit. Like, Rugrats has that, too. And so does the, yeah, the title to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That's fucking weird. <laughs> it's pretty sweet, yeah. Yeah. Worked on the Transformers movie, too. Nice. Good for him. Yeah, he's killing it in the 80s. Yeah. They gotta bring back uh, Eon Flux. I mean, for they, me, and they're only bring, me. They're bringing back Rugrats. They are, exactly. Yeah. Bring back fucking Eon Flux. Make a better movie. Not that movie. <laughs> Don't make that movie. Make a cool movie. Yep. <laughs> the Peter Chung, uh, I just looked this up, called that movie a tra- travesty. I don't doubt that he <laughs> did. <laughs> and it was. It's but, okay. none of the things his cartoon was. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> back to the Matrix. The yeah. Animatrixes. We more or less talked about all of them. Yeah, we've covered all of them. I mean, it's... I don't... I really don't mean to poo-poo on The Matrix so much. I know a lot of people are really in it, into it. And, well, maybe, here's, and, and maybe I'm not really poop, pooping on it that much. It's just... I it, no, it just never clicked to me, so it's hard to get invested when I watch these. Are there Matrix fans? Like, here's... Here, I guess I, I clearly know 
a lot about the matrix mm-hmm. you do um i feel felt nothing by you <laughs> poo-pooing on it <laughs> Does that make sense? <laughs> Just no emotion. Yeah. No, what I mean is that it's like the Matrix isn't, I don't think it's regarded as amazing. And I certainly don't think it's amazing. I think that first um, film, that first, that first film, film's incredible. Yeah. people will really jump on a landmine for. And I totally get it. That that changed movies. It did. Yeah. I, I think I, yeah, I think so. And I think I'm a fan of the first movies. Yeah, the, but first, I don't the think, first movie is good. Yeah. I don't think there's like diehard Matrix fans, right? There's no one dressing up. Like in 2021, I don't know, man. Like I know that's that's a whole bit that Jeff does. Yeah, I know it's a whole bit but, that Jeff does. But like, yeah, it's maybe I don't know. That's that'd be it'd be tough to be a real hardcore Matrix fan right now. Yeah. Well, not well, right now because we got a new right one now, coming out. Like five one. years ago, it was probably pretty rough to be a hardcore yeah. Matrix fan. I Just guess nobody cares. <laughs> this is why maybe I am the most hardcore Matrix fan. You, you might get. be the biggest Matrix fan yeah. I know just because you've seen all of it. Just because I see them, they have a place in my heart. All of them. I enjoy them. And I am looking forward to the fourth one. It's a lot of it for me is there's nothing precious about it. Um, it is. That's true. Yeah. It is kind of a broken franchise from the second one on. So seeing the Animatrixes, I'm like, fuck it, yeah. Let's keep doing it. And I, I kind of, I like the attitude they have towards um, not making it that precious. Yeah. And having other artists mess with it like this. I wish the Animatrix was a more of a series of films. And I wish you could, they could do this for stuff like Star Wars or, you know, any other big fandoms. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like this is the positive attitude to have. Yeah, um, this is this is what we. I I don't. I do agree that the Animatrix is like what we want from these big universes. We want to see like the big universes that we really like that people are really plugged into, like Star Wars or Marvel or any of the other big ones. Is we want to see stuff that's like weird and out and outside of the box and like left of center and, and from a yeah. bunch, a bunch of different filmmakers and storytellers. Just see, let's just go in there and go fucking crazy, man. Give us, a, give us a, give us a matrix. What do you got? Right. And so, I don't know in that regard, there's a lot, there's a lot here to admire and same with the video games. Yeah, no, uh, it's the matrix is one. I, th- I think will probably be one of the more fascinating three to four years of pop culture uh in history because yeah. uh, man if if, you, if you're a youngin listen to this i cannot stress how apeshit people were about this in like 2002 yeah. 2003 people fucking lost their minds over the matrix and it's very weird because it's 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 one of those franchises i guess it's like pirates of the caribbean or the mummy where it's like it blew up but not it didn't have this like shockwave that Star Wars has or Lord of the Rings has or Harry Potter has where it's like we're making fucking more, more franchises and we're making theme parks. It didn't have um, the it didn't have the legs. No. Although I will say making an Avatar world which is a thing mm-hmm. makes about as much sense as making a Matrix world. I would have rather a Matrix world. Honestly, well, at a theme park. 
<laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know what the rides would be. It'd be a real bummer, but you know, fuck it. Be fighting the Sentinels or something. I don't know, man. Yeah, you just get those like. Everybody's just in a big trampoline room. Ooh, trampoline room. That'd be kind of cool. That would be kind of cool. Yeah, I don't know. It, it it's uh, it's weird how this is that like, the Wachowskis, they've never made me mad like they've never like the way like you know rise of skywalker made me mad oh sure where it's like watching something so mediocre and so lazy the Luchowskis aren't lazy no um and they are <laughs> no. yeah and they are passionate mm-hmm. uh but at the same time they don't take it too seriously if you watch um or if you play path of neo they that that game takes you through literally the path of neo like the every neo throughout the movies you play as him much like a like a lego game does you know um at the very end when you're supposed to fight agent smith do you remember the ending where you like fight him on the street where neo fights him are you talking about the movie the movie where neo fights agent smith on the street they they at the very end of the game they cut to the Wachowskis as like little avatars, explaining that they didn't want to do the exact same thing because they thought it'd be boring. So they change it to make all the Agent Smiths form a giant Agent Smith, uh, like a cluster of ants, and you have to fight that instead. Sure. And it's them basically being like, yeah, who gives a shit? Like <laughs> maybe fight fight a giant Agent Smith. That's more fun. Yeah, King King uh, King Kong. Peter Jackson yeah. did that in Peter Jackson's King Kong, the video game. Oh, did he? Where he's like, you don't want to die, right? Yeah, is like, that you, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If if you get like a, a good enough score, like they come and say, yeah, well, we decided that King Kong lives, so you're Kong now. That's great. <laughs> and then you just get to be Kong and not die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. fuck it. Yeah, because fuck it. It's a game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're having fun. Yeah, you're supposed to have fun. You don't want to be sad at the end yeah. of the game. <laughs> And I think the Matrix are—they're trying to be fun. They're trying to have fun with all this bullshit. Well, uh, yeah, and they're trying to I give mean, us weird orgies and got real, fucking leather and real self-serious and and melodramatic at the end of. I mean, he, anyway, yeah, Jesus, he's Jesus, Jesus. You know, Neo is an anagram for Jesus. Did you know mm-hmm. that? Yeah. Don't don't look you it have up. To, you have to break the letters apart. Yeah, 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 reform like, them. And then reform them like the T-1000, <laughs> but yeah. I am so curious to see what kind of bullshit The Matrix 4 does, because here's the thing. It was, they had an idea for a single movie. They sure did, and that's and then, it's part of the reason the sequels, I think, got so self-indulgent is because that first one ends with Neo flying, and the, the, right. po- the point of that ending was supposed to be, fuck! and it works yeah. but of course when that's War- where your movie ends you're like well where the fuck do we go from that yeah. and warner brothers came to them they plopped a lot of money down and they're like please <laughs> here is half a billion dollars give us two more matrixes and they're like yeah. we will find a way yeah and they're like you know what we'll give you video games and we'll give you and that's what i really like is that it's all like one big improv uh like exercise it's like them they made their movie and then everything else was them bullshitting it including really, the animatrix yes where they just gave it to other people and they're like you figure something out the animatrix uh, really reminds me of the key and peel gremlins 2 sketch yeah 
like le- less absurd, but still absurd. Right. But like with the general thing, like every idea we come up with in this room is canon. Yep. So let's go. Yeah. I fucking love it. So do you, Tom. It's. <laughs> <laughs> this was so boring, Dave. Second. I second feel like biggest I Matrix f- fan, Tom. I feel like I was watching these cartoons for four hours. <laughs> yeah. No, only a hundred and two minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I am now 102 minutes closer to the grave. Yeah, but now you've pretty much, like, you got to play the video games, but then you've seen all the Matrix stuff in preparation for the fourth movie. That's true. You're not going to go into that movie confused, you know? You're going to know exactly. I think I still will. Yeah. (laughs) I still will go into that movie confused. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. All right, well, just get, I mean, get high and watch it again. Then it'll all make sense. I was watching with this Hana, and, like, uh, in the first, like, five minutes, she was like, are we supposed to be high for this? And it's like, yeah. I mean, you're not not supposed to be. Yeah, no, it's, that's part of probably why I enjoy this so much. Um, Because the first time I watched it, I was just so high. Uh, But I still enjoy it. I don't, I can't defend it. Yeah. It's like good, but I like I like any of this bullshit. I like I, I like any of this weird. Yeah, sure. Anime horseshit. It's mm-hmm. fine. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't have anything else to say, man. <laughs> yeah, we've spoken enough about it. We we have we have we absolutely have. Um, I'm, we're finished. Okay. Well, <laughs> David Knifeboot Henson, thank you so much. I mean yeah. that. I wanted Tom to watch the Animatrixes so bad. And now I have. And now he has. Now I have. And we've and talked he, about it. He's the second biggest Matrix fan mm-hmm. uh, uh, on this podcast, at least. You know? Can you say that, Tom? Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am comfortable so, saying that. Yeah. This was through our Patreon. If you're interested, um, you can go to patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed. We have exclusive podcasts on there like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman and Fox Mulder is a maniac. Um, we also have a, a, a third podcast called Star Trek The Next Futurama. That's every month. In total, it's like eight podcasts a month for $5 a month. It's uh, it's good. It's like it's like sense. It's like 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 15 cents a podcast or something. I don't know. I'm not going to do the math. Mm-mm. No, nor should you, but it's a really good deal. Yeah. I encourage all of you at home to do the math. Uh, we also have a store, tpublic.com slash stores slash Gamefully Unemployed. We can get t-shirts, masks, mugs, stickers, posters, all kinds of things. Check that out. Absolutely. And Perhaps um, old PS2 copies of The Path of Neo. I don't know. Which I own. I just brought that home. I have a PS2 copy of Path of Neo. Does anybody have... Hey. Hey, does anybody have a PlayStation 2 they can borrow or lend to me? Dave. Yeah? Dave. What? We have a PlayStation 2. You do? Yes. Can I come over and play Path of Neo? I mean, I'll bring it to your apartment when we do yes! that thing. Path of Neo! <laughs> yeah, Path of Neo! Oh, Fuck yes! I also have the evil one of the Evil Dead video games. I'll bring Shit. that over. Oh, we're going to have so much fun. We'll be in middle school again. Yes. <laughs> oh, it'll be like the world war on terror. 
all over again. War well. on terror. War on terror. I'm slightly older. So. All right. Are we done? War on terror was college for me, man. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. but it'll be just like it. It'll be like it. Will it. Be. it will be just like it, yeah. Freedom fries. Yeah, hope. <laughs> oh. And freedom toast. Freedom toast. Good God. Oh, this country is terrible. Yep. We would we would bomb a fancy robot, shows yep. up to the UN with a top hat and an apple, and is like, let's be friends. <laughs> the fancy robot. Murder that motherfucker. Absolutely. Oh, man. Do you think it's saying a song or something? I would I, murder I that thing. I think it did. It was probably, yeah. it, it probably was just playing the Voyager record when it walked oh, in. Oh, yeah. A little steel mustache. Fuck And that then we thing. arrested them. Fuck the robots. <laughs> <laughs>